Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Musai Collective. I'm your host, Lindsay Cabrera, and I hope everyone had a really nice Easter with your loved ones. This is the 10th episode of the podcast, and thanks so much for listening each week. I have some really amazing Musai coming up this month, so stay tuned. On today's show, you'll be meeting DJ and producer Una Dell. Una is an artist who's always been on my radar over the years. From her trippy, psychedelic press photos, art, and music productions, her vibes always caught my eye, and I'm so happy to introduce you to her today. Una's drive and artistic vision continues to elevate her work beyond the dance floor as a music producer, sound designer, vocalist, visual artist, and musical director. Today, we discuss her new album called Morph, her love for plant medicine and the sacred personal connection to her DMT journey, which ultimately saved her life. And she'll reveal some very special news. You'll also have a preview of two of the tracks off the new album and much more. This musical Masai is an artist to watch and you can follow her on Instagram at Una Dell. I hope you enjoyed this episode and here's Una Dell on Musai Collective. Hi, Una. How are you today? It's so good to have you here on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to see you and, you know, get to know you better. I've actually been following you and your profile for a few years now, and I've definitely seen you perform at a live event somewhere over the past few years. And I've just always loved your sounds and, you know, your <laughs> magical witchy vibes you put out on your profile and your 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 press photos are always just so amazing. And I'm just like, ah, oh, I love this. <laughs> You're really, you know, you, you are a creative muse. So it's really an honor to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So I want to start off by talking about your new album and you've been working on your album called Morph this past year. And it's actually about to be released released on April 30th on your label, Hallucienda. And actually everybody, the pre-order will be available tomorrow, Friday, April 9th. And I actually got to listen to the entire album last night and it's so lovely. It's ethereal, it's experimental and it's moody and I just love it. So, you know, you should be really proud of this piece of art that you've created. And yeah, if you can just share with us, you know, the journey of making this album and tell us what it's all about. Yeah. So the album title is more, it's short for metamorphosis. Mm. Personally, I feel like I'm going through a major change in my life. And also I feel like the planet, not just humanity, but on a global scale is going through a major shift. Mm -hmm. Um, I think because of the pandemic, it really was able to set people back and take a look at what was going on with the world, whether it be a social movement or taking better care of our home planet. I feel like, you know, really gave us like a bigger perspective of what we need to do to make the world a better place. I don't know. That was kind of like the theme of the album. And, you know, it has multiple meanings, but mostly it's the the metamorph. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, when everyone was ordered to stay home and no one was driving cars, there's no planes going anywhere, you know, none of this air pollution happening. It was funny to see on socials, you know, all of a sudden nature was clearing up. You could see the mountaintops. There was no pollution in LA, like this crazy stuff happening. Dolphins, yes. dolphins swimming through the canals in Venice. Like that was crazy. So <laughs> it's so interesting to see the impact that humans really do have on the planet and how taking a pause just gave exactly. the, the earth oxygen again. So crazy. Yeah. So I feel like with all that, like we were able to really, all of us sit back and hopefully in a way it's gonna, even though we have to like go into the darkness to find the light, I feel mm-hmm. like there will be a positive outcome 
through all of this mm-hmm. learning experience. Yes. Yeah, so over the past year, we've all had to face so much change with the shift of the state of the world. Can you tell us how did making this album really help you navigate through this time and this pandemic? Yeah, um, I noticed when I'm really, you know, emotional is when I enjoy writing the most. You know, I have a lot to say, even if it's subconsciously. So with everything that was going on with the world and, you know, it was getting last summer, it was getting pretty dark, you know, Mm -hmm. going on. And I'll be honest, sometimes I I like to uh, escape and go and lock myself in my studio. And, you know, I've been working on this album, you know, all this whole last year. And it was really a healing for me personally to go in and write. And I I notice sometimes when I go in and write, I, I try to replace what's missing in my life. So I feel like with this album, you know, I was writing more happy sounds and emotional sounds to really replace what might have been missing in my life. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, there's so much personally going on in my life that was really happy, like getting married and yeah. you know, other things we'll talk about later, mm-hmm. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> So, but in, in the, the broad spectrum of, of the world, you know, I'm so sensitive and empathic to that kind of kind of thing. So I, I think when writing this album, I wanted to create something that would be, you know, that would make me happy or pick me up. Um, like, for example, one of my EPs I did in the past was Let the Light In. And I wrote that when I was living in Berlin and I had a Berlin studio in this basement and it had no windows. So I wrote this song, Let the Light In. And it really it talks about letting the light in. And like it, you hear it and you, you think of daytime and all this stuff, but it's because that's what I was missing, you know. Because you were in this dark studio. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so funny. This, album, this album's really similar, but it's more about like bringing, you know, positive energy. Yeah. Well, you know, music is therapy and I've always felt this way. And I think now more than ever, you as artists, it's your time to help heal the world with your music. And you know, it just brings so many different emotions to people. And, you know, I have to listen to music every single day. It's just part of my day. It just makes me happy. And it also uh, is correlated with my mood for sure. So when you were making this, were you thinking about how this could impact someone else and bring them a little bit of love and light into their life or a little bit of happiness? Because, you know, you were really doing what you needed at the time in the studio and creating this But were you thinking about, you know, okay, so when I share this with the world, (laughs) what do I hope for this? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously when I go in, I'm doing it to like, you know, cleanse and help me personally. But it's also I'm going and writing in the first place because of what I'm being affected by what's going on with the world. Mm -hmm. You know, so deep down, I think subconsciously that, you know, it might affect other people as well in a similar way. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, everybody, let's have a preview of Morph and give you a little taste of the vibe of the album. And we'll see you in 60 seconds. Thank you. 
There you have it, everyone. A little preview of Uno's new album, Morph, coming out on April 30th with pre-orders available on Friday, April 9th. Una, can you tell us a little bit more about the title track, Morph? Yes. So as I mentioned earlier, Morph has multiple meanings. The album, it's whole um, as being metamorphosis, but the, the track itself, Morph, is actually has kind of somewhat different meaning. The lyrics in particular to the song was actually a poem I wrote to my husband. On your wedding day? Yes. Oh, that's so nice. Um, <laughs> each after we got married for sunset and I remember looking into his eyes and seeing the whole universe. Uh, but then I saw my in him. It was really a connected moment in time. So I wanted to write that too. That is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing <laughs> that. <laughs> no, that's so lovely. Yeah. And I think like other people feel this way too, that we're all connected in some way and that we are one. And that's, you know, kind of what the lyrics go over that we're one, especially like with the people we love. Yeah. We wanted to portray that. And, you know, first it was like a thought and then it turned into a poem and then it turned into a song and then it turned into all these other things, which is kind of a memory. <laughs> no, totally. It is. Yeah. Now I, I, I finished the music video for it. Ah, I, amazing. I filmed, directed all in quarantine by myself, <laughs> like a crazy person. I can't wait to see this. I'm sure it's like super artsy. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll send you a link. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I will come out sometime in the next month before okay. or after the album release. We're not really sure yet. Um, and then I also designed a AR filter to go with it's kind of the similar effects that I use yeah. in the video so if people want to be like oh I want to try this then they have the option of making trippy effects to go with their own music or if they can make their own version of the music video whatever they wanted to do so yeah it's pretty exciting nice yeah I mean we can link the music video also in your episode description when it's ready you can just put it in there so people can check out the music video as well Perfect. So pre-pandemic, you were an internationally touring artist with a hectic schedule, bopping around every weekend to gigs. You mentioned in a previous conversation, you had done like two world tours in the yeah. same year. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> like a world tour, but I went but around. you went around like... Uh, okay. in, in December and January and then mm-hmm. my last stop was at in London for rumors and I, I went to Stonehenge and that was literally the last place I went before the world went into lockdown so it was mm-hmm. really like, meaningful and I was with one of my really good friends Kiersey Hawkshaw which she's also a vocalist of mine and we were in I was talking about how like, you know, gosh, like maybe I need a break because I was just touring full time, you know, nonstop. And I was like, yeah, you know, maybe it is time, you know, I, I give myself a little break. And then little did I know it was like right after that. <laughs> uh-huh. I feel you. Yeah. So with the break, you've been delving into more of your digital painting and you said you even took a plant medicine course. So please tell us more about this new path and you know, new interests you have. Yeah. Um, painting is something I used to do a long time ago. I always was, I got an art scholarship to go to college to help me pay for college. Nice. Uh, so that was something I've always wanted to do when I had time again. And I've been getting into like procreate and, you know, Photoshop again, which has been really nice. And it's more of like a release. Cause you know, I was getting into like the coloring books, but I was like, I know I have so much more to, to utilize my time with. So I've been collecting you know, my own digital paintings that hopefully one day I could, uh, you know, also 
sell prints. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. This whole, what is it? NFT? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> maybe that's a whole new market for you. I do. We, that's a whole other subject, but I do have an NFT coming out after my album. There you go. Okay, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I've just been doing all art and it's just such a, a, a perfect time to do that. But then on top of that, I've been delving into, um, like I told you, the plant medicine course that one of my good friends gave me just because she knows about my background. So that you know, we can get into that as well. But I did used to run a dispensary in Colorado back in 2012, at the beginning of the medical marijuana legalization movement. Mm-hmm. So there's always something there that I wanted to to return to. So I've been delving into not just plant medicine, but also psychedelic therapy courses as well. Mm-hmm. I do think it's really interesting, actually, how psychedelic therapy is becoming legalized around the USA, the medicinal psilocybin and even the marijuana or guided therapies. And it's slowly making its way through the mainstream. Of course, it's happening in underground places, but it's definitely something that's coming up. And I just think it's so interesting that this is a new method for healing. Can you tell me more a little bit about your interest as a psychonaut and exploring these new ways of healing? Yes. I love this subject. So <laughs> okay, but, Me too. <laughs> um, I've been interested in psychedelics ever since I was a young girl and just always a believer that they shouldn't be, you know, taken away from us or, or illegal, you know, especially to a certain extent, you know, just because every time I've experienced it, I feel like that it's made me, you know, a better person or it's healed me in some sort of way. And to see it all happening, you know, worldwide and especially in the U.S. right now is really just there's so many things to cover with it. And that's why I started taking the courses. I want to really be up to date on what's happening, you know, the legalities of it. But first and foremost, I've had so many different experiences that made me a believer in it. And it was in 2017, I had a a near-death experience. Oh, wow. Yeah, I actually haven't really gone public with it too much yet, just telling personal friends. And I had a uh, pulmonary embolism, which was caused by Paget Schroeder syndrome, which is this really rare case uh, where my main artery, my vein is being crushed between my upper rib cage and my muscle. Oh, wow. So, and it's the proportion of my body. So they actually had to go in and remove my upper rib to open up this vein. And the pro- that took six months to figure out in the beginning, oh which is the pulmonary embolism and all of these crazy things. So, you know, they corrected me. Um, but three weeks before I had my pulmonary embolism, I was in Mexico and I went to go see a shaman and I did a ritual with DMT. Mm-hmm. And in that that ritual, I, I went deep and, you know, I, I remember just seeing my body flowing in, in infinite space, you know, in the oblivion. Mm-hmm. And I was floating away from my body and my mortal coil was still connected. And I, I heard this, this voice and it was my voice and it said, don't go, it's not your time, come back. And I was like, Okay. So I floated back into my body, but like, it was really weird afterwards when I came back to, you know, reality and to conscious state, I felt like something was wrong, maybe like with my body or something. So three weeks later, I get back from Mexico and it was just like a day home. I was thinking I was only home for about a day or two. And I start noticing my arm was getting really numb. And then I can notice my veins, they were a little darker. But it's one of those things where I could e- easily went to sleep. Yeah. You know? I, I could have taken an ibuprofen. Oh, you know, whatever. Something weird is happening, but. but mm-hmm. I was like, I started kind of freaking out, you know? Yeah. I was, like, I was like, he's like, you know, I don't know. How do you feel? And I was like, I feel like, you know, there's something wrong. Like something was telling me my body and my mind 
And I thought about that experience that I had three weeks to the day, three weeks before that happened. Wow. And so I was like, you know, let's just go to the hospital, just be safe. And I'm not like, you know, let's go yeah, to the for everything. Yeah. <laughs> a big step to be like, all right, let's do this, especially when it's something really small. But going to the hospital that that time, if I waited any longer and if I went to sleep that night, I wouldn't have been here today. Wow. And first words out of my mouth to my husband when we get to the hospital, when they told me that I was, you know, I could die that, that night, I'm having a pulmonary embolism. I was like, is it from the DMT? Like, you know, like yeah. what's going on? And after the, six months later, that's, you know, they figured out what's going on with me. They removed my upper rib because I was on blood thinners up until then. Like, you know, it was, it was a really crazy time in my life and a very spiritual time as well. Like I, I kept having so much synchronicity and kept seeing the tree of life everywhere. It was just pretty yeah. most magical, darkest, but also the most magical time of my life, you know, realizing all this stuff. And, you know, um, when they, they re- finally removed my upper rib and they, they cleared me, you're like, you know, you're cured, you're, you're good. You can go on to live your life. That's when I realized, you know, it was, it was the, the medicine that really made me really aware of my body. And, mm. you know, and I, I, after that I was like, I need to, dive deep into this even further than I've already gone. And I just kept reading books, you know, and yeah. like spirituality books, science, science books on plant medicine. And it's been really just because it's with plant medicine. Yes, it's, it's healing, but there's more to it. I believe that we don't really necessarily understand yet as far as consciousness and, mm-hmm. you know, being interconnected that way. And it fascinates me. So when you had that moment out of your body on the DMT, would you say that was almost like your soul leaving your body and having a moment? And then when you heard these voices saying, this isn't your time yet, they sent you back in? Well, the voice I believe was my own voice. Mm, Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Go back. (laughs) Go back to my body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was, yeah, that's really the best way I can describe it. And, you know, from what you can remember, you know, you only bring back bits and pieces from experiences like that, Mm -hmm. but it was enough to to save my life. And that's what matters. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. Well, I'm really happy that you're here today (laughs) and made it and listened to your body. It's so important to be intuitive with your body. That and, is why I'm about this too now is really because I, I, I didn't really go public with it. Right. It was because I was just starting my career. I was just really touring full time for the first time. And I was like, I didn't want to like, I was just scared, you know, I didn't know what to do. And it was so intense in the moment. But now like even after it happened, you know, with friends, I was like, listen to your body. If you have one thought that something might be wrong, go and find out. Like it is probably wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you just need to listen. It's probably, you know, you need to go with your intuition. You need to go with your instinct, whatever synchronicity that's going on in your life, follow that sign, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Trying to tell even, you. yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm so intuitive sometimes. I'm just like, oh, you know, when it's like really there, <laughs> when it's really there, it's like, do it. It's just like, oh, it's in there. And I'm like, okay, okay. I'm doing it. <laughs> or make exactly. this like, decision. So your face. It's like, all right, here are all the signs. Don't, don't stop. Don't yeah. Me. Yeah. And then when you, yeah, when you start to have like major synchronicities and yes. these seeing the, you know, 444, 1111, these things are just, I love synchronicity so much. It's such yeah. a trip. I love it's it. Too. <laughs> it's just like, okay, so this is happening. This is happening. And then it starts, and then maybe you don't share it with people all the time. So like in your own mind, you're like this is a sign. Yeah. I it happened so much to me when I first moved to San Francisco, it was like 2010, 2011. And it was happening so much for the first time in my life. I was like, I need to start writing this down. Cause then I kept forgetting about it. Yeah. I was like, why is this happening? There's a reason why this is happening. I need to start connecting the dots. 
So I started a journal, a synchronicity journal, quote unquote. And then like it turned into like a dream journal and then a psychedelic journal. And it's like all these things kind of coalesce and like they're interconnected in some sort of way. Yeah. As long as you're... Yeah, there's something trying to tell you something sometimes. Well, that's the thing. And sometimes these um, synchronicities are messages from maybe like loved ones who've passed or your spirit guides, or, you know, even they say spirit babies, (laughs) 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 which brings me to my next question or topic or conversation is, you know, something else has changed for you in the last nine months. You're actually about to be a new mom in the next three weeks. So congratulations. It's so nice. (laughs) And, you know, you're really about to step into a new chapter in your life. And can you just tell us how this experience has been for you? Yeah, I've got pregnant. We got pregnant this last summer and it was in a way kind of perfect timing because can't really leave the house anyways too much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, (laughs) it's been quite the journey. I've always wanted to have a baby and it was just between my husband and I were both, you know, touring artists. It was just near impossible to really unless we want to take a long break to to plan it and if it's going to work so all of this happening has just been you know just a blessing in disguise for us you know we were able to get married we got engaged we got pregnant we got married and you know now we're gonna have a baby all in a a year and we wouldn't (laughs) do this if you know the pandemic didn't have food yeah back and really take a deep breath Yeah. It's almost given you the time and space really to chill at home and (laughs) grow a baby inside of yourself. (laughs) It's been been nice to just be home, focus on my health, eat healthy and, you know, have a little... And not be burnt out and just rest and create art. Yes, it's been nice and and also a spiritual journey with having a little life inside of me. So we yeah. are very excited for the next couple of weeks for her, her, her arrival. So well, I'm so happy for you guys. And I know you'll be such a great mummy and so exciting for you. So that's so nice. So do you have one muse that you'd love to give a shout out to today? I do. I would say one of my best friends, Amber Cox. She is also my musical partner. We go by Slumber and we've been working hard behind the scenes this last year. And so has she on her own with her own music. And she's definitely my muse, especially during quarantine. We've gotten closer, you know, talking every day and she's you know, just really proud of what she's doing and she always believes in me. So I just want to give her a little shout out. Yeah. We have a lot. Of, uh, we have a remix and a couple things coming out. We have Accelerator coming out and we also have um, an EP on vinyl coming out. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I'll definitely link everything below for everyone. So now we're going to get into the follow your bliss finale question. Can you share with us one positive outcome from this pandemic you may have experienced or any life-changing lessons you've learned? Yeah. uh, Just one thing or multiple things. Whatever you feel. (laughs) I think the lesson, the life lesson is really like, as we've been talking about is just focusing on yourself during this pandemic and, you know, it's, your, your, your health and your well-being, because it's really taking a toll, you know, on everyone. And if you just focus on what you love and that's what I've been doing, it has been making me happy and, you know, more positive, you know, you just got to keep your mind off the negative and keep it on the positive. And I think, you know, it's going to help everybody. And that's what I've learned throughout this is just staying focused, keep on working, keep on doing what you love. And you know, it will make you happy. 100% I agree. You have to 
do things daily, whether it's just like a morning ritual or maybe it's the work you're doing or create something and, you know, bring out that inner child in yourself because it just brings happiness to you. And if you're vibrating at that frequency, then it, you know, you meet someone, you know, bump into someone at the grocery store and you're like, you know, you've, you're spreading the positive energy <laughs> and people need that right now. Maybe you just smile at someone on the street and they were like, oh, that person smiled at me. You know, it's these little things really. Okay, everyone, we're going to close out with a preview of one more track off the album called Lucid. So enjoy and thank you so much for being here today. And it's been such a pleasure chatting with you and getting to know you. And I'm so excited for everyone to hear your new album. <laughs> Thank you. Speak soon.